and welcome back to the Rev4 Unplugged podcast, where today I'm joined by Nick Ellis. Hello. And we're going to be getting to know a bit more about Nick today. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and leave any comments in the box below. And if you're on the go, we have got the link to our Spotify just below as well. So, Nick, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Fab, I'm fab, thanks. Thanks for asking. So, we are, we're joined by Nick today. He is the director of Revolution 4 and obviously Rev4 Unplugged and we want to get to know you basically in this podcast so we just want to know where did it all start like take us back to when you were in school tell us how um, it began. Wow well <laughs> from, from now all the way back to school there's no real logical uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a spiraling kind of uh, story. Okay. Um, in school I didn't do very well in school I didn't really enjoy it very yeah. much and I was itching to get out of dim A levels didn't go to uni um, I went straight into, I did a little car washing rounds to start with okay. on a BMX uh, with a bucket and a sponge and things and that, that's really my first kind of interest in cars and um, I ended up working for my dad's garage for five years or so as he had a Toyota dealership over in Liverpool um, and I learned a lot about cars and how they worked, I was in the after sales department so I did a lot of crash cars and uh, wow. just learning a lot about how, how cars go together and more to the point how they crash and how they repair. Um, from there, I set up my own crash repair business uh, in conjunction with uh, another guy, and um, we had two incredibly condensed years of, of really, really hard work. One o'clock in the mornings were a regular kind of thing. It was, looking back on it, a really, really intense time. Made a lot of money, but I think it just burned me out completely. And then one day, completely out of the blue, I was reading the World Globe, which I never ever read. In fact, <laughs> to do, I dislocated my collarbone snowboarding, so I sat oh, at home bored, I think. So <laughs> otherwise, I wouldn't. I don't read papers, you know. And uh, yeah, I saw an advert for a, for a, a body shop estimator over on, on my side of the water, the world, and um, took that job. Got it. Um, spent two three years there. Got headhunted by Howard Bassford's large uh, repair group. And um, worked there for about nine months, and I hated probably eight and a half months of that. Um, wasn't for me at all. And I was lucky enough to get offered a job as a motor engineer. Um, a guy just started up uh, his own little company and came along, and we, and we worked together. We built it up. Uh, out of the blue one day, uh, he, well, in fact, say one day, one on Wednesday, he told me um, he lost a lot of money, company's going downhill, and he's making everyone redundant. Uh, and this was on a Wednesday, and he told me I'd be finishing on a Friday. So that I kind of, yeah. Not what you want to hear, is it? Not really. No, I just paid a deposit on my first house as well. Oh, so no. so it was, yeah, it was a bit tricky. Um, so on the Saturday, Laird Assessors was born, which was my first company. Um, not tons of ambition with it, really. It was it was more of a survival thing than a let's make loads of money type yeah. thing. Um, and uh, it was a scary time, you know, because I had you know, a house that I didn't even live in yet to pay for for the next 25 years. Uh, and, and I had to had to eat, I had to sleep, you know, I had to, had to have money. Survive. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So um, there was no real, uh, people always say what was the formula to success of that, and, and there isn't one really, there's no kind of USB, it was just do a good job, and people will use you again and again, be honest with what you can do and what you can't do, um, and uh, and it, it just grew and grew until about a year and a half later, I was so busy that I had to get someone else in. Um, so I got someone that I was, I was dead good friends with, that I worked with before, and knew how he worked, knew how he thought, and he came to join me. And I have to be honest, that was probably more scary than the original setting up, because uh, on, on your own, you can just tighten your belt, and you know, if you haven't got any money, you just 
make yeah. do or put any credit cards <laughs> or something. Um, uh, with having an employee, the first employee, you have to actually think, oh my God, I've got to have his wages every yeah. every month. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm not very responsible, but I certainly <laughs> have to have his wages. Um, and, and that was a scary thing, you know. So um, that worked really, really well. Uh, and we had a great time. We got we ended up getting a secretary then to help us out. We got a third engineer, and we just started to expand, really carrying on the original formula of just doing things really well, looking after people, and being honest with clients. Um, and then it was it, this. So this is two thousand. So technology was really getting a grip. Um, and there was tons and tons of stuff that we could do, but nothing out there in the industry. So we started making our own software to kind of control all the different elements of the business and bring all the different data sources together. And, and that worked so well that in, I think, 2013, um, we actually bubbled it off as a separate company. Um, we had a guy who... Um, who developed the system? We we uh, and we decided, yeah, we would launch LivePoint, which uh, produces SwiftCase, and we've gone on to sell it to wealth management, to insurance companies, to plumbers, to all sorts of random industries, and it's automated workflow control. And I have a big love of technology and bringing all that together. Um, so let's test still going now. Twenty something years on, yeah. Yes, uh, LivePoint, thank you very much. Yeah, LivePoint's probably six seven years old now. Um, and again, going from strength to strength, there's tons and tons of technology that is so accessible that we'd love to have had 10, 20 years ago. Now we've got it, automation, AI, machine learning, fantastic what we can do in the world. Wow. Uh, so that was that. And then, um, yeah, about six years ago, um, just quite out of the blue, um, someone that worked for me introduced me to Justine. Um, she was something that I saw a real spark in. Something, someone, sorry. Something that I saw a real spark in. And um, I thought, I always thought she had a lot more potential and kind of, I don't mean to diss the job of a graphic designer because it's obviously a great job, but I thought she you could saw see, yeah, in saw potential in her. And um, yeah, we set up um, Whitfield Business Support Limited, uh, the most boring <laughs> name in the world, uh, mainly because we didn't really have any plans. It was just our company to, to set aside. And um, from there, it just grew brilliantly. Again, similar sort of formula, doing a great job, looking after people, being honest. Uh, and we've gone on from strength to strength. You know, we've, we've made, we've done investments in other companies. We've set up um, uh, our own separate companies in, in all sorts of different industries. And it's been quite a wild ride the last four or five years. Obviously, Revolution 4, as it is now, uh, came along. <laughs> we we, we rebranded, and that'll be a series uh, on branding <laughs> later on in the, in the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so I don't know. I've probably waffled on about, no, uh, about too much. <laughs> it's nice to see that, you know, from where you started you've had this passion for you know motor and cars and that sort of thing and, and it's really like developed from it's it's been a love for you and it has yeah and i suppose see. the motion cars thing yeah the, you know cars do excite me um but so does technology as well yeah. it sounds a bit geeky but yeah. do you know what it does and what you can do with it um but then again so so do a lot of the things that I get involved in and i think that's an important thing is to uh to be involved and to be excited in, in the stuff you're actually doing. If you don't like it, if you don't like your job, you don't like your company, you don't like the products, you're in the wrong industry, you know, change. Absolutely. I think that really translates as well, like your passions and your hobbies. It really translates into the work side of things, like the tech side and the car side. Like you've, you've sort of married that passion with with work life, I suppose. I guess so, yeah. But, uh, and and I, can, I think I get asked this a little bit, is how do I 
kind of hold on to so many different companies in different areas. And really, they, they whilst they are different in terms of the expertise at the, at the kind of end user bit, a lot of the kind of back end stuff is very, very similar, very um, parallel between all the different companies. So it's actually it's a bit like being in school, you know, where you jump from geography to physics to math, don't you? And it's it's one of those kind of things. It's quite nice to have a bit of difference as well. Oh my goodness, sort of, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's quite, yeah. It must be quite refreshing, sort of yeah. handling one thing and then sort of moving into another. Yes, when it flows like that. Yeah, when it goes <laughs> Yeah, no, normally they all kind of peak at the same time. Or, yeah. Yeah. So did you always know that you wanted to be a business owner or, like you said, I suppose you sort of just sort of fell into it and it just grew from there? Like you Yeah, the answer is no, really. No, it didn't. No, I always knew I wanted to do something different and I wanted to, I didn't want to have a normal job. Um, I struggled a little bit with authority. I could never get work for the police where there's all different levels yeah. or the army or something like that. I would really struggle there. Um, so, um, so no, I didn't really know one to be my own boss, but I, I guess looking back on it, I probably did. You were made, obviously, down, yeah, I, didn't, to I, didn't, do I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you didn't yeah. know it at the time, but here we are, guys. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's reflected in the way that we run a lot of the teams here. So it's not a pyramid structure. It's yeah. very much, uh, I, I often think of it as a rugby team. So we all have different skills, different weaknesses. So you might have, I don't know, the wingers who are dead fast, but maybe not strong as the as the, the props or something. And, and I think we all have our own different skills. And yeah. I see myself as just a captain, just another player as a, a part of the team. Uh, and, and we all come together, we work as a team um, and we achieve, achieve great things. Love that. I absolutely love that. Like that is something to live by, guys, if Thanks. you're watching Play this. <laughs> Fab, so tell us a little bit more more about the businesses so you've got Laird which is obviously Laird Assessors was the original one yeah, yeah. Um, LifePoint which is probably more commonly known as Swift Pace now it's yeah. just legally known as LifePoint <laughs> um, uh, we've got Revolution 4 which is digital marketing agency which is just you know it's, it's just a fantastic exciting time to be in digital marketing especially with COVID you know everyone wants stuff online and everyone's online, online now exactly yeah. yeah I mean either want to be selling online or in yeah. marketing social whatever it be so it's, it's, so it's a great time it's, it's enjoyable exciting time um, I've got Whitfield Business Hub, which is serviced offices. Um, uh, when Laird first started, I worked from my back bedroom, but when we started to get more employees, I think 2001, 2002-ish, we needed a serviced office. I didn't yeah. want to lease somewhere because I thought, oh, I can't commit to five years, I've only just started this business. So uh, we rented an office here, and uh, it, we ended up taking over the, the whole top floor, and it was... It was uh, the, the the chap that owned it had had it for many many years. Didn't really come in very often, and it was very old fashioned. There was there was none of this central heating or <laughs> or, or proper lighting or, or pretty much anything that you see nowadays. So we spent after balls we spent a lot of time knocking it around and putting in you know proper uh, uh, cat six cabling and Wi-Fi and all sorts of stuff and, and double glazing and goodness knows it what makeover. yeah which you really really needed and uh, and yeah so and and we've expanded this as well over over time and um, yeah it's it's uh, it's it's a, it's a lovely business because we can look after people people come and go some people have been here longer than me twenty plus years some people come for. 20 days, you know, yeah. so it doesn't really make any difference to us. There's that, um, we've got uh, Lacuma Recruitment, okay. um, which um, are obviously a little bit dormant at the moment, yeah. but we, we, you know, we hope to um, bring a, a slightly re revised version in 2021. Um, we're about to launch uh, Sleep Sex Strength, which we're dead excited about. Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's a, an incredible, incredible supplement, um, and we're launching that in the UK and the US. 
Uh, so that should be really, really interesting. And we've got a few other bits and bobs and a few other ideas. Yeah, very okay. much so. Yeah. There's always something going on. Yeah. Some to come to fruition, some end up by the wayside. Fab. And what sort of like motivates you? Um, you've got so much going on. What 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 literally motivates you to do? I, I don't have to be motivated <laughs> anymore. I've got to get up and deal with all this stuff. You know. Yeah. Uh, what motivates me? Um, seeing people happy. Um, cash, I suppose. You know. Yeah. But, uh, I suppose we've got to say that. Um, I, I actually genuinely like the the, the triumphs of, uh, of when we see something really good. When you know, for Rev4, when we hand over a, a website and they're uh, you know they're, and they're delighted with it, you know, they're enchanted with the stuff we've done. Um, with Laird, it's um, we, we we have a lot of court cases, and it, you know, winning a big court case is always a great achievement. So I suppose it's the it's the it's the buzz of the success. Um, I have to be honest, I'm more, I'm more interested in the journey. Yeah. Um, it's not for me about the destination and you know people say oh, if you plan to to sell some of these businesses like well not really no because I'm quite enjoying building Seeing them up and make, yeah making them better and um, it's both a blessing and a curse that I have that I can see um, potential in so many things uh, so for example it's frustrating when I go to I know a restaurant or another business and I think there's so much I could oh. do here to make it better um, but on the other hand, uh, it, you know the ones I'm involved in. I love um, making them, making them, enhancing them, making yeah. them, making them the business as it should be. Fab and like, what if you could wave a magic wand, Nick, and you could sort of that's yeah. it, get your magic wand, wave it, and you could go into any any other business or any other sort of like career pathway. What would you sort of go into? This is quite a crazy one. You could choose yeah, anything. anything. Um, I think I was thought that I'd love to be a snowboard instructor. Okay. Um, I'm not sure whether I've got the skills for that side of things. So, um, and I think in my head it would be flying across the Alps rather than teaching loads of little kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always had a massive interest in the music industry. I'm not very musically talented, unfortunately. I've got an okay ear, but that's about as the You're a bit like it. Sam and Carl in that respect. Uh, uh, I think a bit more trendy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the trendy uh, Sam and Carl. Yeah, I'd love to do something like that. Yeah, I think that, that that's a that's a job that I would be dead interested in. Um, I'm, I'm dead interested in space as well. I'd love to do something. Liverpool obviously got a huge history of um, uh, space companies, and it's you know we're, we're going bigger and bigger at the moment. So, uh, and that's maybe some direction that we might go with the technology Ooh. side of things so uh, you know space is obviously very very big business at the moment yeah. so um but i don't know i don't know that's, it, it uh, is I, a hard question yeah <laughs> and, I, and i suppose it gets all the way back to school of, of the you know what do you want to do nick when you're old and it's like it, i think that was the wrong question i think it was more what could you do what possibilities that you yeah. can do with we, we obviously we're very involved with the school through the little blends prize partnership and that's something we're trying to say to kids is it's not one thing that you have to focus on it could be lots and lots of different things that you could bring your skills there's a lot of cross skills in a lot of these roles um keep an open mind and yeah. see where you go Fab. well thanks so much for joining us welcome. today nick it's been amazing having you on. Remember, guys, if there's anything you want to ask Nick or anything we've not covered that you want to know, just pop it in the comments box below and we will be sure to podcast again. And More than happy to. We'll get Nick on for part two. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, guys, to hit subscribe, hit the like button and join us again for our next podcast. But we'll see you later. Bye.